0: Hey folks, do you like podcasts? Do you have hobbies?
1: Well, here's the show for you. The Hobby Shop Talk Podcast. Featuring childhood friends and old
0: school news, Luke and Matt. Hello, this is Matt, and this is Hobby Shop Talk Podcast, and we're on episode number 16 now, and I'm going to be talking some magic, magic, and more magic, and I'll I'll explain. Luke, what have you been up to? Just getting ready for Sweet 16. It's our
1: 16th podcast. <laughs>
0: well, I, was say, I was trying to think, there's nobody know that know that's
1: 16. No, it's was just, but, uh, uh, wasn't there an MTV show, like my Sweet 16, or all the rich kids yeah. got like cars and
0: Mercedes-Benz. Yeah, cars for their birthday. Have huge like parties with rappers and then uh, there yeah. I was, it was yeah, I don't know why we started off our podcast with that. I never watched it. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah, so at the end just been doing lots of things with magic. Uh but before I get to some of those games, other things I've been up to just uh is uh updating the store. Luca actually purchased something. I canceled the order this morning, I, Luke. Saw I don't that. know if you saw that. I wish I was yeah. hoping you would <laughs> just
1: let it go through and
0: I'll never pay you, but <laughs> now i gotta actually buy it yeah we're adding everything to the website and i'm learning it's a definitely a process so for the first couple of hours every morning i'm going through and taking every item making sure the inventory is right adding pictures and then uh so yeah if you go to prairiehobbies.com now i mean it's not uh it's not even probably half the products but uh probably in the next week or two i should have all the products up there to the point where i hope to eventually start having some of the you know, the singles when it comes to magic and Pokemon and, uh, comic books even, but yeah, it's definitely a work in process. So I actually made a note to start with this because, uh, I've been updating the website and we really have to get a Prairie or a, a hobby shop talk podcast website.
1: Well, we already have one, man. So I think, uh, remember I, remember I sent you the link a while ago. We got it free. Do you have it up? Yeah, it's up. It's it's going right now. It it is. part of Podbean, so it like has. Oh yeah, yeah. But we can so we can update that to have whatever on there, like pictures of cards we talk about, or you know your shop. Okay. If we talk about it. So.
0: Yeah, I remember you had mentioned in the the Podbean, but Yeah, I was thinking, you know, if, if we could add. More to it, but so yeah, we can actually add. Uh, I mean, just like a normal website, but yeah, it's like you know. Wix kind so, of
1: you probably use for your prairie com. You can add different uh sections and everything and all that fun stuff. So, so is
0: that uh, I guess just for the listeners, and is it Hobby Shop Talk?
1: So, yeah, it's Hobby Shop Talk Pod dot podbean dot com.
0: Okay, see, you. there we go. Yeah, so I was just thinking of that because I've been doing so much with websites uh it's got me thinking yeah we have to do that and as well for our comic books sometime i also want to get a website for that but anyways uh, when i said magic magic and more magic i was also so the first part was just playing magic i was hoping to uh have brent but we have uh customers in the store i'm upstairs at the store right now so because he's got a uh he remembers more of what happened in all the games we played here especially at the store which you know we've been playing a lot more just between uh Uh, You know, Brent and I, and then just a couple of the regulars are always, you know, coming into play. But uh, so he he knows every card and remembers everything, whereas I'm still trying to really learn my decks. And so I'm spending more time worrying about myself, you know, and everybody's tapping and bringing stuff out. And I'm just kind of letting it happen as I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. So anyways, but we did. uh, So for us, we played uh, a lot of commander. And so I was using my Exile deck, which is the Prosper deck, which I've been updating. I've updated it kind of a third time, and uh, that's what I was playing with. I had added some dragons and things, so it's you know, it's a black and red deck. It just didn't have enough power. I can do a lot and kind of start taking some control with the Exile, and uh, but the deck itself didn't have a ton of power, so I started adding dragons. Why not? And uh, so it was uh, myself. And uh, Brent, he was playing, uh, it, I, we talked about this previously, it's it's a uh, two-cost uh, commander, a blue and a green, and he can like pay like five or something and search for a creature in the top so many cards of his deck. Uh, Dylan was playing, I believe, with one of his angel decks, but I could be wrong. And then Ken, I believe, was playing with a landfall deck that he uh, uses quite often. And uh, Jim was using... Uh, he brings out he's starting to bring out lots of plant tokens uh i can't think of that as Philath file is his commander he's been updating and uh building a lot on that he, He's gonna have a pretty good deck because he's uh, bought some nice cards here at the store recently that he's adding into this deck but uh, anyways the my whole point in the store is to be because again i don't know everything that was going on everywhere but i did learn about my deck i mean i, I had kind of actually taken control which you know, with these guys, uh, they, they play a lot more than I. They have some pretty high-powered decks. But I think Brent was actually playing with one It was He had kind of downplayed that deck just to make it a little less competitive. But either way, I became the problem. I was taking everybody's things, putting it into exile. I got two bolt out at one point, and I had some pretty powerful cards that I had exiled from... You know, everybody at the table. I mentioned this the other day to Brent because he'll know the card. Maybe you know the card where one of theirs was where all of my creatures get death touch and nobody else's creatures have death touch, which it was kind of making a stalemate because uh Brent had a, uh, some death touch, so I didn't want to attack him. But with that card, I only had death touch. And then again, I was just taking all their cards. And so it kind of became the point where they're, you know, they're going to, they all are like, we got to take Matt out because otherwise, you know, I'm going to end up taking it. But even at the time, I was saying, I don't know how that's going to happen because Brent was very powerful on his side. I was able to keep kind of peppering at Dylan. He had no flying and I had a couple dragons. And then uh, Jim was just kind of sitting there. He had, a think, a mana issue at the beginning. And so he then was able to start building up. But it got to that point where it was really a stalemate. You know, I was very powerful, but two things. I think the deck I realized with all that Exile it's just, it's so much. I almost got my turns took 10 times longer than anyone else's. Cause there were so many things happening to the point where I could have kept playing, but I just, you know, I might have attacked and then done something. And I just said, okay, I passed turn. And just because I was over it, you know, I wanted to take a break from all the things There was so much going on in all the levels of exile and different places. I have stuff, you know, exiled for different things. And Anyways, it was just to the point where I could have done more on some turns and I just passed turn because I felt like I was taken forever. And so there too, we realized, because I said, I can attack and kill somebody. Well, then that's just going to leave me open and uh, they're going to kill me, you know, and then, you know, possibly the, you know, that fourth person's going to hit them. And so where this long thing is, story is going is, uh, One, my Exile deck needs more power, which I'm waiting and waiting. I have cards coming from TCG player to beef it up a little bit more. So that's one. Also, that it might be a little bit out of my uh, realm of like uh, play style because I've I've never had a a deck where I was able to just do so many different things that it made it very difficult to choose what to do because I always had so many options, you know, whether it was in my hand in Exile in different places. And. And, uh, and then the other is that we've been, we played a few games of two headed giant. I can't remember if we talked about that. Uh, I know we did maybe when we were opening cards once, but so I don't know if that's like a normal thing, but they call it two headed giant. So when we have four of us, we play two on two. I think you start with 60 life. And then, uh, but so, for example, as Brent and I, and this is where it was against, uh, the, the same people as Dylan, but it was actually uh, Ken, so Dylan and Ken. And so Brent and I would take, when it was our turn, we would both take our turn. You know, we'd draw a card, we'd each play a land, you know, we'd go through, we'd do the main phase. And then kind of once we get to the attack phase, then you attack, you know, we both would want to kind of talk then, like, hey, you know, we're going to attack. And when we attack, you're attacking the other team, and they're able to both block without you know, what they have. And it's one, you know, one is in the 60 life. There's just 60 life and uh but so it's a couple things it just makes it so it's uh, when you have four people you always end up in those stalemates where you know somebody's got to finally attack but then they're going to leave themselves open in a lot of games and so it just becomes a stalemate for a long time and everybody's just beefing up you know and you know it sometimes makes it even harder to kill anyone or somebody just board wipes after all the time you start over <laughs> so anyways doing the, the two-headed giant is pretty fun doing it, it's you know it's really a you Know two on two kind of game, and uh, but it just makes it so you know you're not waiting back in a sense one on one. So we were like, heck, we bring stuff out, we're both attacking, uh, there's not a lot of buildup, we don't have to worry about that other person, you know, that uh, where you have to sit and play so defensively all the time. Um, so yeah, with four people, I recommend uh, whatever if that's the actual term, two headed giant, uh, yeah, it's it's to try that,
1: it's two headed giant.
0: It's because it's fun, too, though, because then you can also are strategizing. I mean, you have to kind of not, you know, without saying the cards, I'd be like, hey, you know, because for me, it's like one thing that I have. All my planeswalkers are pretty important, but they can get left open. So sometimes I'm scared to bring them out, you know, because they're just going to kill. So, you know, I'd be like, hey, bring this out, you know, and he's like, yeah, because he could protect me or, you know, protect it. If they attacked. he could, you know, protect me, which is cool. So that's kind of nice. So. I mean I could see you having some fun games you know you know if you had somebody you played with a lot, you know synchronizing your decks even to you know one's weaknesses the other's strength, you know that sort of thing,
1: yeah you would almost have uh, to hit all five colors between the two decks, so one's like a three color and then the other's a two color
0: yeah so that's uh something I definitely recommend if so nobody's if you haven't tried it just 'cause it uh it is pretty fun and you have a little bit of uh, teamwork and and so that's uh, one of the games. I don't have all the details, but I just wanted to get those points uh, points across there. So, what have you been up to as far as uh, playing, Luke, whether that's in person or online?
1: Well, you forgot to say who won the match. The two had a giant.
0: Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. So, well, I didn't really want to talk about it because, yes, they did. Uh, I hit. Uh, I think it was Dylan. I didn't kill him, I believe but it was kind of the point where they were actually going to stop me from doing things just cause that was going to be in their favor. So, uh, I so you lost Brent. Well, so I believe what Brent did though, is he made it uh, so everything was, uh, he had protection from everything that, that I could block. So yeah, I was done. He, he was able to come at me. I was, uh, one turn away from being able to kind of wipe things out. If I, I was actually starting to think about it just because I had so much in exile that I could do. And there were so many things I could still do. And so, yeah, he's like, we got to kill Matt. And so, yeah, then they all kind of kept hitting me. I was having to defend myself a lot, you know, by killing certain things. I mean, Jim at one point had like a, I don't even know, it was like a 60-60 creature. And, I, you know, and he's using a red and green deck. I was so waiting for it to be trampled. I would have been dead there. And he was, you know, it was kind of everybody was plotting like that was what was going to happen. But I was able to find a way to take it out. I mean, Brent was actually going to counter me doing that because they wanted, you know, someone to kill me, but I was the first one out. Uh I think. Uh then it's just kinda of, um, I think Brent from there he ended up yeah killing the other two. And I said, you know, I'm like, that's the great part about commander, because you know it is Brent's he's able to talk himself out of things, you know, and kinda he's really good at talking the others. You know, they I was a threat, but I I even told the uh, Jim, I'm like, I've yet to win a game against these guys. So you can think I look like the threat, but they're the threat. And then in the end, it's like, I told you, you know, Brent's going to kill you guys. And sure enough, he did. Uh, so, yeah, that's uh, one thing is that table talk. You can get people on your side if you're a good talker.
1: Oh, yeah. Politics is
0: politics. Yeah.
1: We were actually playing at Lewis's game shop on, I think it was New Year's Eve. And maybe I talked about this one already, but the guy's like, hey, I won't swing at you if you don't, if you let me play these spells because I was playing my Kai card deck and it has counters in it. And I, I countered a couple of his stuff, and he's like, "I won't attack you because he had clecks out."
0: And oh, I was, huh.
1: <laughs> so I was like, "Deal," because I was—he got me down to like thirteen right away. We were playing three people, so, and I think I don't remember if I took out one of his things right away. So then he thought, you know, like, "Okay, I'm going to go after you," and the other guy was just sitting there not doing anything. So I was like, "Just attack him," <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah politics can uh, get pretty dicey and it's like, well, who do you trust? And like, yep. cause really there's nothing to stop you from actually just, okay, I'm so, going to counter this anyway, even though I said, I wasn't yeah. going to, I wasn't going to tell her mom. <laughs> <laughs> I would, but no. And then, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, we ended up just doing a, a draw cause we had to take off, but, uh, there was one of those where it just draws out so long. It's kind of like, all right. So four of us played and it was, you know, everyone versus everyone. So we had, I had Kaikar going. Uh someone had Korvold. And then that I Ayara. Ayara. So she's the mono black where whenever a black creature comes in, your opponents lose a life and then you gain a life. And oh, then yep. the other guy had Kur Kuranos, God of Storm. So that's the blue red god. He does something with I think land. The top of your, you have to play at the top of the card top of your library revealed, but Corvold ended up winning. But uh yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the so the the guy playing mono black had well, first he had the I, I R out. I can't even say her name. I should have looked that up first on how to actually pronounce
0: it. <laughs> Get the but, Google translation.
1: Yeah. So but uh, every time he laid a creature and he had a ton of zombies in there, you know, we kept losing life and we were all just trickling down and he was gaining a ton of life because at one point he had that Gary out to call him the uh, gray merchant where he you gain life equal to the devotion to black and then your opponents lose that much life so he also had that uh enchantment out whenever you draw a card you lose a life so we we're all just like dwindling our lives slowly or our life total <laughs> slowly and so the Corvold commander ended up taking out the mono black commander through commander damage and then me and the tyrannos guy were kind of teaming up to take out corvo because he had a huge board state and a bunch of tokens to sacrifice or, like, treasure tokens, food tokens. I did beef up my Kai card deck quite a bit because I got a bunch of mana ramp because I realized, kind of like what Brent said, like, you need a ton of mana ramp because I have a bunch of card draw in there and then I have a bunch of uh source or instance. So, it's like if I don't have mana, if I'm tapped out with five mana and I have a bunch of like yeah. low cost instant spells, it's like, well, I can't even play
0: those. I mean, I've been uh relenting to just because i was you know before i think i'd even said this i was i was making just more themed decks you know i wasn't trying to make these really competitive decks because i'm selling all my cards but now i'm I'm doing the opposite i have you know some more cards coming i'm just trying to get a few competitive decks and uh one big thing was getting those different commander rocks and i think you know i think you know they mentioned once in some of their commander having up to 15 different Mana rocks in some way, things that can help produce mana. And I mean, watching some of their early turns when I'm sitting there with you know my two lands looking cool, they have about like six, seven, eight cards already. I
1: know. <laughs> yeah. So I mean those yeah. mana rocks can get so expensive. I think mana vault is like a hundred bucks somewhere around there, sixty, seventy, eighty, ninety, whatever. Too much to spend on one card. I don't know, for me anyway. So I got like Warren Power Stone. From Urza Saga, and then I got uh Thran Dynamo, oh yeah, and then I got uh commander's Sphere, which is a staple, and then Everflowing Chalice. So those are, and then I got a bunch of the signets, so like the is it the Boros, and then the Azorius signet.
0: I've so I have, uh, like I mentioned already, i'm my exile deck, I've got about 15 or so cards coming uh, for that. Uh, I'll go into the list actually next time once I actually get them. I've been waiting. And waiting, uh, you know, I thought I just, I thought they'd be, I got one of my cards the other day and then, uh, there's a second package that has the rest. And anyways, but there's a lot of dragons. I know I have the one that, uh, if I get 20 or more artifacts, I win the game because I get a lot of artifacts through my, uh, Prosper. And so I have some different things that go along with that. Uh, So I'm just trying to make some more wing conditions. So, you know, I have the dragons, you know, big flying creatures are hard to block. Plus, you know, for example, that's a wing condition. And then the other thing I do realize more is just looking. The nice thing about that deck is it doesn't have to be my wing condition. I can take your wing condition if I pull it into exile. (laughs) Somehow and get access to somebody else's. And so that'd be kind of a, a fun thing to focus on is trying to get to the other person's wing condition with their own. things (laughs) things
1: <laughs> yeah i never liked those cards they're like if you get this you win the game like oh <laughs> yeah, boring. this is it's... the first
0: one i have and it's uh yeah it's, uh it's a dragon that uh you know i figure if i get to 20 artifacts you know uh i'm probably yeah. doing pretty well anyways i will say most
1: of them are kind of outlandish like if you if you draw every card in your deck you win the game essentially if you can't yeah. draw a card instead of losing it you win it so you basically go on to mill yourself
0: Yeah. Uh, Ken again. I should wish. I'm just thinking about it. as you mentioned, Ken has a card uh, that he was gonna look at making his deck around where when you get 13 cards in your hand at the end of your uh, if it's your end step, you win the game. It has to be exactly 13. <laughs> oh yeah, that's from one of the new sets, isn't it? I, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, it's just such a random thing. Yeah, I've
1: been. I realized with uh, my my Kai card deck, I need. So I have a few of those like target creature gains protection from whatever, or target creature is indestructible. Or you can return it to your end. I need to put more of those in there. Cause when I actually have Kaikar out on the battlefield, it's way different. And I mean, he's four mana costing. So if he dies twice, then you know we talked about this last episode. It's kind of like, well, that sucks. I need to spend all my mana just to get him out. And then I can't yeah. do anything because I'm tapped out. So I realize I gotta put more of those super cheap uh white spells that either give them indestructible or hex proof or protection from a certain color.
0: And I do definitely like the one, one, uh, additional every time to bring out your commander. <laughs> yeah, it definitely, it definitely helps. So if you, I, you know, I didn't even ask this before, so I'll catch you off guard. What are your, you know, as they're getting closer to, uh, Kanigawa, you know, Kamigawa, are you excited? Yeah. Are I don't you... know. Well, so we were
1: going to kind of talk about kind of what we're looking forward to in 2022. Yep, you yep, know, yep. whether it's magic or comic books or TV shows. But uh, I'm looking forward to the Brothers War and uh, Dominaria more than those two sets, more than uh, Kamigawa and the the streets of Kappena or whatever. Those two, I'm yep, like, I, eh, they might be cool, but I don't
0: know. Actually, what I had, too, I was actually so, again, I was hoping and my thought is we will do a separate episode at some point with uh, just at the store here. Because, you, you know, we can talk, they can talk much more detail about some of the games. But anyways, because Brent's on the other side, he's very much looking forward to Kamigawa in the ninjutsu and whatever, Bushido or whatever the other abilities are. And we actually have a, again, I wish I would have it, a pretty expensive one uh, from previously where they had, I think it has that ninjutsu or whatever ability. And so he's pretty excited about it. And also the lands, I guess, uh, the style of the the lands uh, in this uh, Kamigawa set. The more uh like japanese uh art but uh and i guess some of that you know he was mentioning he's more excited about uh maybe we'll talk about that with with him just because we have a different perspective because i'm on the same boat with you where i'm guessing there'll be a few cards that i'm going to want or like but it's just really been like the last couple sets even you know with the innistrad crimson vow and midnight hunt you know there was a few cards but Nothing that interested me a lot, but uh, coming up with Dominaria and then you know, the Brothers War and getting some of those, I think, uh, cooler, older staples, card, uh, staples. As well as, uh, you know, I, I read somewhere it noted that there's likely going to be, in Dominaria specifically, uh, a lot of cards for Commander because there's so many legendary creatures, you know, so that, and we play a lot of Commanders, so.
1: Yeah, if you remember the last, the uh, Dominaria set, that came out like two years ago or whatever. That's right. Kind of when I started getting back into magic because I was like, oh Dominaria, awesome. But uh they that's when they finally or pretty sure it was like the first time they came out with uncommon legendary cards. Cause so I don't yeah. think they've had that before. But then you look at some of the old legends from like uh the legend set and then uh Ice Age, it's like a four six for six mana and that's all all
0: it is. I forget. Yeah. And it's like summon legend. Oh sweet. Yep. Like <laughs> <laughs> I, and, and that threw me off. I remember, too, I remember opening once at your house when I was, you know, just getting back into magic. And they had some of that because every card, you know, getting they're all shiny and gold. And, you know, it was like, wow, this is expensive. And it's like 32 cents. Yeah. <laughs>
1: like, what? It's the power creep in magic cards. But then it's also dilutes the the prices of everything. It they seems are. like.
0: The last thing, I guess, for Magic-wise, I was just more curious about, you know, has anything changed on your thoughts? Uh, Is it uh, not Arena, but with the new online Magic since we talked last? Well,
1: so I listened to the MTG Goldfish podcast, which, you know, I know you use them a lot for their website, for their just Magic coverage. And so I I I listen to their podcast quite a bit. um, And they were saying it's just switching developers and probably not doing much else and they're also like that's kind of a place games go to like go on life support and they just try to keep it going as long as they can so i don't know if wizard's plan is to like until arena gets all the old cards because you know arena doesn't have you know legends or tempest or you know all those old older sets that we used to play back when yeah we were younger kids but uh (laughs) you know at some point arena you would think gets all those because it the difference is like arena looks a hundred times better than mtg or uh magic the gathering online it's called
0: yeah how about uh what was the other one though as well these uh the the alchemist or not the uh that's oh that's the new uh standard rotation
1: like the new set or new yeah it's not a new set it's a new format yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i'm curious so I actually yeah. did
1: start playing that. And I realized, so last episode, I was like, yeah, I was playing it. And it was pretty easy. I was winning. I, I wasn't on competitive. I was just like on free play. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, and then I played competitive and I didn't do so hot. But, yeah, these
0: uh, are, I, I love these moments. Those are the exact moments why you can still probably wear the old school noob shirt, you know, because we are. I mean, people just have to look at us like, look at the I old know. bastards trying to do this stuff.
1: Yeah, we got to like get a we, forum up where people just rip on us and, like, correct everything <laughs> we
0: say. And Well, it was like the time we tried to play, uh, what was that, uh, Project Winter. And we couldn't have been more noob. I still don't know how to play the game, never played it after because we were just running around like idiots. And then I accidentally punched. I accidentally, put. I literally accidentally hit the punch button and punched somebody, and then they're like, He's the, he's the whatever, the spy or the intruder. I'm like, what? Yeah. And then they started running and they beat me to death and then they beat you to death. Yeah. It's like,
1: yeah. I and mean, you and Alex tried to play that. Yeah. It was. Yeah, I've
0: never good. played since. I should have done the
1: tutorial. I was just like, skip. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But yeah. Are tutorials or directions? Come on. I definitely have those moments and I'm like, I, I wear my old school nuke shirt, shirt proudly because it's true. So, the next thing is on my list is more magic because that's why I said magic, magic. See, I'm tying it back to the beginning because I played magic and now we're gonna read magic and then wait till you know the next section I'll talk about more magic in that more to Do some one. magic tricks or something. I wish because well, man, I'm just gonna throw this in because I won't remember later. We have been watching the Carbonaro effect. No, uh is it? Oh man, it's uh, it's on the same channel as can like Practical Jokers, which oh man, there too. Joe, man, I do go off on weird crap. Anyways, Joe from Impractical Jokers is leaving, which we love that show. And it's on the same channel. They actually do some crossovers with that. But he's a magician. And so he's kind of like them. He'll be like in a store, you know, and he'll always have like an item up at the front. And it's like this super crazy, like these pellets that, you know. And he he's so good at making the person like he almost nods like almost like a sales tactic. Like, you know, the person he's saying things that make zero sense. Like these are oh, these are rabbit pellets, you know. Yeah, you just put them in water and all of a sudden a magic appears, or you know, you know, but he'll he'll say some like uh scientific almost sounding thing and you could he's just coming up with the stuff right off the top of his head. But then, you know, all of a sudden out of nowhere, you know, a rabbit appears and they're like, What? You know, how did that happen? But it the some of the stuff he does, it's just their minds are so blown. And I always say, I'm like, I couldn't imagine what I would be thinking in that moment. Cause he just, I, it blows my mind watching it, you know, on TV. Cause it's like, how in the hell did that just come out of that? You know, he'll have like this smushed little package and all of a sudden it opens up and there's all this, he's taking all this stuff out of this package and this most random stuff anyways blows my mind. But in person, I couldn't imagine. And, uh, I mean, some of the things he he does, I just said, I wish he would just not tell them because they're like, oh my God, I didn't know this existed. I mean, he was he was lighting his glasses like on fire and then smoking them because he was working at a hemp shop and smoking his glasses and huge plumes of smoke would come out. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it's actually there's hemp. And then the person, you know, he always walks away and catches them you know, to see what they do after. And the person literally took off their glasses, like kind of lit their glass and then tried to smoke their glasses. And they're like, and I'm like, what if you just didn't tell that person? They'd probably go home and melt. Anyways, now I got off on a tangent. So we've been watching carbon hour effect, but so, uh, that's also magic, but magic. The gathering from boom studios, we're to episode or episodes issues five and six. So, you know, I'm going to kind of do as uh, previously because, uh, I read them, but I read them quite a while ago. So how about you uh, maybe catch us up? And I know, you know, we were in Dusk Mantle. We had uh, met uh, Lazav. And then, uh, yeah, we're on to issue five.
1: Issue five is pretty sweet because they, like, jump from different planes because they're planeswalkers. (laughs) Haha, get it? But anyways, they go to, like, Dominaria, Ixalan, uh, Innistrad. They're just kind of looking for... At the end of the one, I think they said, like, you know, you will meet my God soon. And then we
0: found out. So they're all they're going to all these different places. And they each kind of took like a different planes to go to and try to talk to certain people to try and find the name of the God that this church or, you know, whatever it is, you know, is uh, worshiping. That they're worshiping. Yep.
1: Yeah. So Rael Zarek goes to Innistrad, which is pretty cool because they in the first few pages, it's him yeah, sitting in an yeah, old tavern, it. like kind of you would think on yeah. the Hobbit or something or, you know, maybe even Game of Thrones, but then like a bunch of werewolves show up behind him. Yeah. <laughs> Classic yeah, of and he just blows the whole place up with electricity, kills them all pretty much. And then uh Vraska goes to Ixalan, where I think she was, ca- you know, she was captain of a ship there.
0: Yeah, that was like the pirates.
1: Yep, the pirates right? one. Yeah. So she's in Ixalan trying to find this, doesn't find anything. Kaya goes to Dominaria, runs into to good old Teferi, who, you know, every blue player loves him. Yep, yep And that then was he's recently. like, he didn't know either. So no, this whole issue is just kind of them. It kind of goes, it weaves them in between. So first it's in Innistrad, then it goes to Ixalan, then, vice. you know, it just continues that sequence for, you know, like... It was s-
0: pretty fast-paced, uh, too. It was uh, in some parts... Especially, uh, what was the one where it was just the plane of like the dead? I mean, it was like nothing and it was just... Oh, that just...
1: was ket So, oh, they did go to a few different planes. So, yeah, Kaya went to ket because, you know, the dead can't touch her. And that was a pretty yeah, fast paced Yeah. And then uh, where else? Let's see where else they went. Because, yeah, the way it starts is like yesterday. And then it goes to one week ago. Yeah. It goes that always to... throws me off. Yeah, I know. Anyways, Kaya finds Teferi, and then she was asking him, and he had a lead of who they were thinking of. So that's when they had to go, and I don't remember what plane they were on at the time they found her, but they found Jaya Ballard, the Undying Flame, so she's the planeswalker that, where this was kind of a flashback, was from the Ice Age, so you know, back way back in Magic's beginnings, one of the sets was Ice Age. So they find her and then uh she knows who they're talking about or who they're trying to look for, so
0: that leaves on a cliffhanger, but yeah, and she was older and she's like one of the you know oldest planeswalkers, Obviously, you know, the fairy as well, but uh, yeah, she was older and uh but still still looked uh, powerful. So yeah, man, that's heading into issue I keep wanting to say episode uh, for some reason six.
1: Yeah, so six it's mainly a flashback to Jaya Ballard's like battle with that Merit Lang who is who they're looking for and like you know they they're not really sure what it is even like is it uh well it's a you know it, to them it's a god so like what kind of god like is it a animal? Is it a
0: dragon Do we uh do we assume that people know there's kind of spoilers or should we have said spoiler you know I don't know this one's been out for a while it's like I'm going to talk
1: about yeah, it's uh, true. The Book of Bulb effects, I've been watching those, and there's three episodes out. I might not tell everything about it, but... Yeah, true, true, uh, yeah. Because,
0: yeah, where, you mentioned you got, like, you t- I think they're, yeah, maybe even further with Magic. Anyways, okay, yeah, just... Which I, I... forgot the name, so I'm glad you said
1: it. Yeah, I'm looking through them right now, so it might be kind of loud on my audio. We'll see. Hopefully I can edit it out. But anyways, last episode, I was like, I said, "Uh oh, I think there's only eight issues in this run, because I couldn't, they didn't have it at the store. Old school noob. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm talking about.
0: And they're like, I think they might even be doing some other, uh, we should look into that uh, on air notes. Cause I think there might be some um, like other offshoot and uh, maybe ones even uh, comments I
1: mean, yeah,
0: I... uh, through boom studios, you know, like, uh, so anyways, we should look into that. Uh, and uh, another uh, on air uh, production meeting, we should almost uh, have like a news thing right at the beginning, maybe like, you know, uh have a news segment uh just do some quick quick news updates on have like that news music coming do 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 just I was gonna in. say that actually I don't know if this is Matt Yalke from the Prairie Hobbies and Games Studios with this live news update. I don't know if ever anyone will
1: believe us though just from all the stuff we've gotten wrong or said wrong or named wrong. Like <laughs> it's just
0: like fake news. <laughs> uh anyways all right so uh yeah continue though I uh Where were we at issue six? It starts
1: with a flashback to Jaya Ballard's kind of upbringing and her teen years, how she uh, was like a fire mage. And then she ended up finding her spark and turned into the planeswalker. So people that don't know magic are probably like, what? Found her spark? This is sounds weird. But the planeswalkers, they have to like find their spark, which like ignites their planeswalking abilities. So anyways, hers were like super special.
0: Yeah, I mean, She's got yeah. I forget what they uh. Is she the one? Cause was that where uh, she's able to bring another person across planes, or, or she had something uh, extra special, if I recall. Listen, I watch too much, listen to too much, that it all kind of runs together. I think she's just <laughs> kind of like, kind of like what an
1: Omega level X Men is or mutant. That's she's an Omega level uh planeswalker. Although I don't know if she has many good cards in the actual game. So White Toast Planeswalker? Probably, yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make sense here. But anyways, this person she's fighting, Merritt Lang, like, and that the the planeswalkers, you know, Kaya, Rail, and Vraska are looking for is someone that Jaya Ballard's known for since the Ice Age. And it shows how she's fought him through the years or her. I don't want to assume. But uh this thing that is buried got buried in the Ice Age is pretty much, you know, brainwashing people. And so, spoiler alert, at the end of the comic book, they re, or of this issue, they reveal, like, this thing is probably brainwashing the the church in Ravnica. And that's where it wants to make its new home once it uh, gets out of whatever prison it's in now. And there is hints of, like, showing what the creature is, and it looks kind of like a kraken. So that's where I'm thinking it's going to be an Eldrazi.
0: Oh, yeah. So yeah.
1: I forget some of the the ceaseless hunger eldrazi but olamog and that there's some big big Eldrazis that it's probably gonna end up being and then that's who they're gonna have to fight.
0: Well uh speaking of that I gotta uh uh so if you're listening at uh comics and games, uh I need to get my comic books so we can move on to issues seven and eight, because you mentioned you have up to ten. I think I have that's how long it's been since I've uh, got my Full list. So I got to order and I'm sure that's going to be a a spending order from uh, the next one. So yeah, we should at least try and uh, do seven and eight. Maybe just keep doing two per episode. And that's a good way too. So we're not, uh, it's really not spoilers because yeah, we're at least a handful of months behind already. So. uh,
1: Well, yeah, because I went there and, you know, messing up saying that was only like a seven or eight run issue issue run. Uh, I went there and then they had 10, but I missed nine because I thought it was done. So now I need to find nine at some point. Issue nine.
0: Yeah, we got a little bit of time. will be two episodes out with our current pace. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, but yeah, something else I read uh, was uh, X-Men number six came out. So, which was at the end of the last one, if you remember, because I don't remember. So I'm actually going to go get that one because it's been a little while. (laughs) So you can start yours if you want to.
0: All right. So, yeah. I'm I'm gonna keep talking about Black Hammer because I I actually read issue one and two and then it, it had been a couple of weeks. So I think I reread issue two, but this is a, a quick refresher. That one is just uh it's Dark Horse comics and uh but it's another take on a superhero comic book where these superheroes are sent into this this small town. Uh, and they can't go outside of it, it seems, and they don't know why. And, uh, they were trying to, you know, one of them's trying to like send things outside of the zone that they could be in. Uh, but then it's, you know, it's kind of really all their origin stories. So, uh, I, you know, obviously as I, I didn't look too much ahead of time, but, you know, uh, like the second issue, for example, is, uh, has one of Golden Gales. She's one of them. She's the one where, you know, she had her. She they show kind of her origin and how she got her abilities. Uh she had said this uh this guy's name, this wizard's name or something, uh Zephrem. And then once she did, she all of a sudden, you know, got these powers. And she like gets younger as she uses them though. So if she decides to to turn into Golden Gale, she actually like reverts back in time. And for a while, it almost became, I think, like a drug, you know. She would just be like, Oh, there's bad guys, you know, she would go take care of it but she also knew she was going to you know cuz she would be older you know like uh she'd have gray hair in the comic you know and and then she would uh go to stop this evil or something but at the same time then she's also reverting herself back and becoming younger again uh but so <laughs> in this world though where they're on this small farm i mean i do think she got the do the the short straw because she turned into like a 9 year old girl And, uh, so previously, you know, that was okay. She would turn into a nine-year-old girl, but, you know, she would, you know, get older, but here she's just stuck as a nine-year-old girl. And, you know, she, she definitely misses, uh, cause you know, she, uh, I think even on the first issue, she gets in trouble in school and, you know, it's kind of a just thing cause she's actually like a 55 year old woman that wants to smoke and drink and, (laughs) <laughs> to whatever else but she's a nine-year-old girl
1: seems like good habits for a 55 year old as well as a nine-year-old right
0: <laughs> but she gets caught at one point uh stealing trying to steal cigarettes from a place you know and and then she's always swearing like a sailor almost but, you know she's a they think she's a nine-year-old and uh so anyways yeah the second one's focused so, on gold uh, golden gale does oh, she, she
1: so does she age in the comic book or she's stuck as a nine-year-old
0: she's stuck as a nine-year-old, but like in this origin story, you know, for each of them, it kind of goes back and shows them how they were. Um, so that's where I, we had seen her, you know, she would actually get older and then she would revert back and then she'd get older and she would, you know, go again, revert back. And then, uh, when she would go to go so yeah, she would go back in age. But so, uh, you know, we see she's going through a lot. She's having a really tough time of it. And um, and then as well, uh kind of keeps continuing. So I had mentioned at one point there's a, this robot uh, named Walkie, and he's trying to create this thing that he had sent up into, uh, like this uh, satellite or thing to, he was going to shoot into space and uh, go beyond the their borders because they can't go beyond the town. And they said, like, everybody else, it sounds like, can go beyond the town, but they can't. It's like when they got stepped there and uh, when the black hammer what this is about at one point i guess and i don't remember if i mentioned this but the black hammer had uh done something to save them i don't think we know what yet that uh he lost his life but they ended up in this small town they're in and you know are still alive I mean, but was, they had sent up this thing into space and uh then it, it didn't work though again it was like their seventh try in this walkie sending things out to space it, initially it seemed like it went beyond the town and and then all of a sudden they lost contact but then at the end of this issue we see it flying through space and actually maybe coming back towards Earth. This thing that he had uh, sent up into space, and then that it heads into uh, the next issue, which is uh, about the next kind of the focus of another. So everyone has like an origin story, which is kind of cool. They keep moving the story of the comica, the comic on in each of the issues, but then they also are doing an origin story for another one of the the uh, characters this one's about barbarian barbarian Barbalian, the warlord of uh from mars so he was literally kind of he was actually like an outcast alien on mars and uh they're talking about uh the little uh next rock over being you know earth we were causing some trouble i think and they're like you know pretty much should we just go wipe them out and he's like well you know he's <laughs> so lucky he didn't i guess in this world you know they're just gonna wipe out earth because that's how easy it would have been for them but uh you know this uh barbarian said you know maybe they could be allies you know it will help you know in our our whatever what they have going on and so they they all of a sudden they're like okay fine you know you go go back to you know you go to earth and find out more about them and you know what they are and you know if we can you know have them as allies or whatever and he goes back and so when he gets there he's he uh it's like he knows nothing um he and so he hears the first person like sees him and whatever they say then he repeats it you know but then quickly he knows it, you know he's learning really quickly and knows everything so he can start saying that and then eventually he uh i think he uh stops like some sort of uh burglary or robbery or somebody got like shot to in the process of all this and he takes their form so then he has a human body and he's slowly learning more and uh you know it kind of goes into his uh again you know that's kind of his his origin and some things uh it it really goes into their personal things you know for uh you know versus sometimes the superhero comics like you know this one um he you know he doesn't know how to be a human being and so like it seems like the friend he has he becomes a cop and that cop friend you know that's who he knows is his friend they're like you know so he ends up like putting his hand on the cop's leg you know and because like a show you know he doesn't know like uh, anyways i I don't know it's it's getting into like uh and then that cop freaks out on him and you know you know, throws him out, you know, tells him to get out of the car. And so it's, so it's like, uh, it's, you know, diving into those are just different issues and things, but through this comic book, you know how they do that. And so this, this, uh, alien is just very uh, confused. Like he has no clue. And so then he's in this town and he's starting to have kind of the same things happening where he, uh, he, I think he's starting to get feelings for someone. Uh, also a couple of the characters, the young girl, is uh she has some feelings for this barbalian barbalian and he just he doesn't get it, you know. And uh so she's not happy about that. And that's kind of happening in both these comics across those. Well so yeah he uh, so well yeah in this in this new uh yeah world he's kind of running the same things and uh then as a family too you know there's uh there's a cop that's uh there that uh you know it's kind of you know, hassling him a lot. And so, you know, I think they're trying to stay, you know, as much undercover as they can. And uh, also uh, Abraham Slam, I think I mentioned him in the first one. He's kind of like the head of the family. Uh, He is, uh, he like kind of likes it there because he has this uh, lady friend in town at the, she's a waitress at like the coffee shop or whatever. And so they're kind of, so he likes it there. And the other ones, you know, like the, the, golden gale she wants to find a way to get out of there because she hates being her, in a nine-year-old body whereas he kind of likes the quiet life and he's starting to, to like this uh life but anyways then i mentioned this thing that walkie had shot into space uh well all of a sudden uh elsewhere it ends where somebody finds it and they're like uh and they're like an expert in this field and they said this uh came from colonel weird weird ship you know these were real superheroes, but they've been missing for years, and so nobody knows where they went. And uh, this now some of these parts must have, or this thing came from his ship, and now they're so now as it's going forward, they must be like a, you know, are they still alive? I'm guessing, you know, or why is this here suddenly? Uh, and uh, anyway, so I'll just talk about those two. I actually did read because uh, I kind of I kind of went back into two. This uh, I don't know depth I got because the next issue goes into more about Abraham Slam and uh kind of his origin story just being like uh he wanted to go fight the Nazis. I know that much and but he was just a scrawny little uh nothing and he couldn't even get into the military and he uh met like a boxer and started training and but I'll learn about that in uh for for next time because there's yeah there's a lot going into that I actually went back and reread the first couple issues because you know I, I'm really liking it so far I like the art I like uh uh you know the story and i I like a superhero comic but I I don't like the milk toast superhero comics so this one is kind of getting that right spot and it uh yes yeah, so anyways I'm looking forward to reading the next couple and I think this is a trade so it must be six issues so I'm on issue four so maybe I'll try and get through the end for next time.
1: Non milk toast sounds like another name for like super complicated because most of that went over my head. It's like what? Because <laughs> you, you were talking about Golden Gale in the beginning and then just mentioned it in the end. I will say I was I had to go get one of the comic books while you started it, so that's probably why I wasn't was off or not paying attention.
0: <laughs> yeah, because yeah, so yeah, the first yeah the first uh, like I said, each issue kind of goes into their things. So they're all in the whole thing, but they just have their kind of origin story intertwined with the rest of the things happening in their current time on the, in this small town. So yeah, but it's kind of cool. I like how they're doing that. You know, they're trying to build, like, I think I'd mentioned way back when that, you know, from what everything I hear is they're like, you know, he's building this whole universe. And so I like, you know, seeing the origin stories, uh, you know, cause I keep reading them. Uh, yeah, you need to have that for your superheroes. Yeah.
1: Like Wolverine origins. Great comic book.
0: <laughs> I thought that was a transition <laughs> there for a second. I'm like, wow, that was good.
1: <laughs> no, nope, that's not a transition. This is the transition. I read issue six for X Men. So if you remember, because I didn't remember, so I had to go back and look, but at the end of issue five was Ben Yurick telling Cyclops, hey, I got this, you know, evidence that the X Men or the mutants are resurrecting themselves. So I'm going to break the story in a couple of days. You have you know, whatever, 24 hours to respond. So it's not so they could try to cover it up a little bit. So in issue six, you find out these will be spoiler alerts. And these are brand new. So if you're reading them, maybe keep listening, because I'll explain it or don't listen. And uh, the first issue is Captain Krakoa, uh saving a cat from a tree. So if that's milk toast, I don't know what is because <laughs> yeah, That sounds pretty Pretty uh, mind bending to me, like a cat out of a tree. Like, can't they climb up and down? Anyway, so Captain Krakoa goes in, saves this, and uh, he they actually show him going through the city, and then he runs into Spider Man, and Spider Man's like, "Hey, who's the new guy?" And then it cuts to the Krakoa. It must be like a council, and they're telling Cyclops that they're bringing on Captain Krakoa to be a part of the team, and then Cyclops uh, he has to leave. So he's pretty bitter because obviously it was, you know, he thought it was his call to be like, no, he's not coming on the team. Like we'll deal with this Ben York thing another way. Cyclops, essentially has to just kind of take a sabbatical, I think. And uh, they didn't really say too much after that, but he stormed out of the the tree fort that the X-Men live in. And then it cuts to remember that Fey Long character that was, he was a human, but he's like trying to transform his body to live on you know, in outer space. And he's the one that wanted to colonize Mars. But, you know, the X-Men did it a few issues back. And uh, he just pretty much said, whatever, I'm still going to go there. So he lands uh, his rocket ship and they have Sunfire there to pretty much escort him back to Earth because, you know, he's not welcome there. And uh, some of the Iraqi don't like that either. And Sunfire tries to tell him, like, hey, they're going to kick you like they're going to either kill you or take you prisoner like you're not welcome here you know i'm going to escort you back and fey long's like yeah whatever i don't care what they think and sunfire tries to de-escalate the situation and this big old iraqi guy vornak comes up and he talks it's like this big gargoyle slash beast with a huge axe and fey long you know he's not phased he's like whatever sunfire's like you're a human like you're not going to be able to take this guy on and Lo and behold, they show Fei Long towards the end of it, like just opens his mouth and like shoots this ginormous like gamma ray out and just melts that Vornak beast guy pretty much to nothing. And Sunfire's like, what have you done? Just kind of like it's just kind of blown away by the power that he had. So and then Fei Long goes on to like pretty much terraforming Mars in that part that he's at. So and puts up his headquarters. So then at the end of it, you see uh, this vigil for Cyclops. So it's like, did they they kill them off because they don't want Ben Urich busting the story that X-Men, you know, that the mutants could resurrect themselves? So, I don't know, that was the end of it. So,
0: we'll see where it goes from there. Me, I just, you know, I actually, I failed, in, and I, I guess not failed because I kept wanting to read the Joker, as you had mentioned, but I'm still catching up on all the other stuff I've started. So that's going to have to be, it's one of the upcoming episodes otherwise you know i'll just have too much
1: too much yeah we can we can only have so many uh, reviews of comic books in
0: yeah yeah yeah. so uh instead of that so that'll be in a future episode i'm gonna again we're gonna as we mentioned it's like uh you know we said we should have done uh uh you know our favorites of 2021 but you know we're again continuing and some things we're looking forward to uh so for me uh, a couple of things for comic books is And this isn't as much, uh, so it's what I'm looking forward to because it's upcoming reading, but it came out not too long ago. But uh, it's from Boom Studios, and this one's regarding the matter of Oswald's body. And I'm going to just read this to you, Luke, because I'm curious if you think it's interesting. It says, where is Lee Harvey Oswald's body? The Kennedy assassination is a rat's nest of conspiracy theories, uh, mafia involvement, second government. Uh, gunman government cover-up but the most important chapter of this sordid tale may just be the theory that the body buried at oswald's rose hill gravesite is not actually lee harvey himself meet the ragtag group of useful idiots who are unwittingly brought together to clean up the crime of the century a to wannabe cowboy from wisconsin a buddy holly idolizing former car thief a world-weary civil rights activists ready for revolution and a failed G man who still acts the part specifically regarding the matter of Oswald's body. So, uh, yeah, it's like, this is a comic book or is this uh a- yeah, it's a comic book and it's uh yeah, so it's got some, you know, it's like conspiracy theory stuff, but also, you know, it's got some of the I think, historical, uh, you know, uh, part to it. But, uh, yeah, anyways, it's, it's one I had heard about and then, uh, You know, I'd seen more people, you know, as I was even searching for, you know, what am I looking forward to? I'm obviously looking at, you know, Image Comics, Boom Studios, you know, some of those places. And uh, and that's, you know, a lot of people are talking about that at the end of last year. And so that's one that I want to read uh, coming up. Uh, That sounds like, uh,
1: so there's a, it's either on Netflix or Hulu, but an Oliver Stone documentary that like dives into the. JFK assassination, I think, because obviously, like, that's one of the biggest conspiracies in the U.S. Yeah. ever. So I don't know.
0: I, I like reading. Uh, I do like reading about and listening to even a podcast of, you know, conspiracy theories. It's just it's interesting. And uh, you know, some, some of some of just crazy ones, I'm not going to say because then somebody. That's not crazy. There no, is let's, really. Let's, uh, get labeled,
1: big, let's get labeled yeah. conspiracy theorists. That's fine by me. I don't care. <laughs>
0: Anyways, the, the other thing I'm looking forward to is just all the, from so from Image Comics, it's, uh, I didn't realize they're turning 30 in 2022, but so there's a lot returning. So one thing I've, uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you've heard of Saga, uh, but it was a huge comic uh, for Image. It uh, looks like back in 2016. Uh, but, uh, or no, but either way, it's uh, returning. Saga had, uh uh 108 issues with plans for oh so they stopped at 55 with plans for the series to run till a total of 108 issues teased years ago but it had stopped and now they're coming back with the return of saga uh from image comics i haven't even i've read like the first uh issue or two i think for free somewhere and i always meant to to read it but so i think maybe with the return of it i will look at that uh but then it kind of continued as I went. There's some just big names. Maybe I'm curious if you remember some of these just from the past. Uh, there's Witchblade. Yeah. Uh, returns in the spring of 2022. Uh, but the big one for me, the other that was uh, along with the Oswald's body, is uh, The Walking Dead Clementine. So I think I had talked about uh, that at one point. I had uh, played uh, The Walking Dead game on one of my handhelds. I don't know if there was the Vita or the uh, – I also have – uh three d s but I had played the the walking dead uh telltale game. I played the first one and then there's a like a in between game and then the second one. I started the second one. I still have to finish that and I think there might even be a third so uh before I read this but uh they're bringing Clementine, who is from those games uh and they're having a a series of uh uh trilogy of uh original graphic novels so uh that's coming up from image. The other one I thought maybe you'd remember is, uh, profit. It says, uh, Rob Leefield's profit returns. Yeah. Uh, these, I'm, I'm reading just the headlines, I guess, but it's from games radar had a, uh, article. Uh, there's some other ones. I, I mean, Astro City, I wasn't a big a, a fan of I mean, I'm not a fan. I just didn't read it. Uh, but, uh, that's returning, uh, same with Shadowhawk. Uh, and then the darkness, that was another one, uh, from way back, uh, you know, Way back when it seems, and they're returning with some of these. So, anyways, uh, I'm ret- I'm just excited to see what some of those returns look like for some of those uh, series that used to be pretty pretty big.
1: They're not. I uh, thought you were gonna say Chapel, but because that was a huge no, one.
0: No, that was he was yeah. Well, that was one of my favorites. Rob Lee Field, I think, was uh, yeah, Chapel. The ginormous anyway, ginormous
1: muscles, like just
0: yeah, <laughs> the and over just a belt with like. 90 different uh, little attachments yeah. and uh pocket or little pocket things, but anyway, so yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm excited about for comics. How about you?
1: Oh, you'll be excited, they're all Marvel, so they're all milk toast. But uh, at the comic book shop at Granite City, I was uh, I got some some issues and uh, they had the upcoming comic books, so I was looking through that the other day and three really caught my eye. One was it's called, it's by Marvel and it's amazing fantasy, but the cover is, uh, the art is like Frank Frazetta-esque art. So, you know, like super, that 70s and 80s fantasy art that I think just looks awesome. But, uh, so there yeah. have Captain America, Spider-Man and Black Widow and a few more of the main characters from Marvel, but they only showed Captain America on it and he didn't look anything obviously like Captain America besides his shield. So I'm curious what they'll do with like Spider-Man and some of the other ones then the other one of the other one was well the first one these two are wolverine balls so don't be surprised is wolverine patch so i don't know if you remember one of wolverine's characters he has a patch and i think he's in south asia somewhere during those times but so they're going to do like a, a five run issue or something of like that and then x lives of wolverine and x deaths of wolverine so i think they're gonna those will probably kind of tie in, like Patch and his brown suit, yellow suit. Um, who gives us <laughs> Weapon X. Yeah, no, they haven't told these stories yet. So I'm really excited to hear them. Oh, wait, they already have.
0: <laughs> yeah, this you reminded me when you said the uh yellow jacket, green jacket, who oh. gives a shit? <laughs> just give me one of those big checks over there.
1: Uh which if you All don't right. follow follow shooter McGavin, if you're ever on Twitter, follow him because he's he's got some funny oh, stuff. Really? Yeah. Nice, <laughs> right. nice.
0: Yeah, those uh, are the three right. that I'm looking forward to. Nice, nice. Well, and uh, so next, just uh, some video games. So I actually, for me, I started playing World of Warcraft again. I just signed up for just a month just to see, uh, you know, if I'm gonna keep playing it. I'm up to like level thirty. I think they made it so you can level up fairly quickly. But uh, so yeah, I've been playing some World of Warcraft. I am a troll hunter and I'm just playing through kind of the, you know, it starts you off with a, a story. I mean, it is just an open world. You can do whatever you want, but the initial quests kind of lead you through a story. So uh, I'm working my way towards the end, I think, of of that. So what I've been also doing is just uh, going back to some old, with my old games. So I played uh, some Sub- Subsistence. Uh, it's just a, a survival game. I love my survival games, but that one, you just, uh, you start out, you have an axe, you've got a, a a gun with i don't know if you just start with a couple bullets or what it is and then like uh some sort of light but you know and then it's uh sounds pretty milk toast. Uh, well so it's it's <laughs> so there's lots of them that i play where you know zombies or monsters and other things this one you're uh you start out it's you know you're running into wolves and bears and and all of that um but like so i just when you first start you start out with that and you have to you're running and the first thing you know you have survival you have to try and find water is my first thought and you have to you know you're going to build eventually so I was actually just playing it earlier today and uh, I was just running and running and you know you ca- I can't run into any animals because I don't have enough bullets to save myself or if I do I'm going to be kind of so uh you know I saw I'm going to be shit out of luck anyways eventually so I'm just running and all of a sudden I hear a big bear roar and I'm like without well, you be- I don't even know where it is I run- turn and run the other way And uh, I was running for so long, but then I finally—it's such a satisfying feeling. I found a little pond first, uh, and then I realized, oh man, because it said I uh, was—I started getting like the screen like flashes with like blood because I was malnourished because you have to feed yourself, you know. And so stopped for a little treat, and then it was a freaking little pond. I can't, you know, live or survive on a pond, so stopped there, and then I ran some more. But the coolest feeling—I went way up on this hill like this climbed this way up on these rocks and looked and then i finally saw water and then it made this huge awesome like lake and then perfect spots to build up above it anyways cool feeling different than some of the other games i play and in this one it's you against the environment really and the animals but then hunters do start moving in and it's, so it's not like monsters but it's literal hunters so like i've been playing before not this run but previously and it scared the crap out of me because i'm just walking i was like fishing on the lake or something and you can set traps and you can go fishing and all of a sudden i dropped dead out of nowhere and then you know kind of shows as you know you're you're laying there dead and i'm like holy crap yeah the the hunters are mean and (laughs) anyways uh so yeah so subsistence is another one i've
1: uh been playing uh i think the rule rule number one was it less Stroud said you had to get shelter first right yeah and then water and food yeah if i remember yeah, yeah. watching it, survivor man yeah
0: i used to love survivor man i still do man if i'd still watch that if it was on but that kind of game is that would be one i would actually like if they made a good uh because i i don't know if i talked about this or i i had looked it up at one point if there was like a you know a naked and afraid or something and there's actually a game coming out i think it's not if it's naked and afraid or you know one of those were you know those survival i would love that if they made a good adaption of it where you know but i like that they uh so like this uh, uh subsistence it's you know you just start with nothing and you build up your you know your house starts at nothing then you can farm you can you know i mean you can you can do so much stuff but it's uh what's the open world you know it's just you just you know keep surviving and building up your stuff and getting new technology and stuff like that but uh so, you know there's not a story to be had but it's you know, you can just play at your own leisure it's kind of it's kind of fun sometimes
1: well don't don't you remember that for a while we were planning on trying to do survivor man <laughs> yeah me and you no no like, we, we supposed to be
0: saying this not survivor man well not me well was it survivor man we were probably talking about but uh yeah
1: well we were going to go out into the woods right, like anywhere and then only bring like emergency food and then probably a bunch of beer we said but yeah yeah. and then we're going to try to survive for two days or whatever it was and we could do that out in your woods now. yes
0: and uh, we've actually talked about that but we've also because i have it with other people too i just thought it would be so fun you know to bring you know you're not anywhere where you can't get it what you know i could just leave if i wanted to but uh anyways uh yeah bring like three things each or something like that you know and they have to you know be things that you have to try and survive on uh, but. Uh, anyways, yeah, we I, we should definitely try it now that I have actually some land of my own. But what have you mm-hmm. what have you been playing game
1: wise? Huh, not too much. I haven't even played hockey in a while. Been playing the Switch with my kids, but nothing nothing too cool. We played uh, the Nickelodeon Racing one, and then what else do they play? Oh, Sonic and Mario Olympics. But I did get the Contra collection um on switch so we'll have to play that sometime yeah it looks pretty sweet it's got a i think it got all the contra games
0: with upgraded graphics and are digitalized i'm
1: guessing the (laughs) i mean i'm guessing the old one is probably looks the same you know the 8-bit from regular nintendo and then maybe this super nintendo one looks better but i don't i don't know i haven't played it yet i haven't had time to, i always played the kids and that's probably not a game they can play quite yet so i
0: played uh just to mention that i played that it's on my machine here i played contra one day it's got you know multiple different contras and uh, yeah it was the old contra but it wasn't the same playing on uh the arcade for me versus you know if i had a controller in my hand uh yeah. it's kind of difficult on the on the arcade well, and once you know the the Konami code, the
1: up, down, up, down, left, right, left, right, ABAB, A, B, then you get infinite lies.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> never been one to do that, though. It's just, oh, man, I can't uh, do any cheat codes or anything. But,
1: but, yeah, so not many games for me, but uh, I have been watching some shows, unless you got more games to talk about. No, nope, I
0: got more uh, TV as well, so I'll let you go first. Yeah,
1: I've been watching the Book of Boba Fett, which just came out, I think episode three just came out yesterday. So it's still pretty new. I won't give in any way any spoilers, but uh it just it shows a lot of like backstory to to Boba Fett, which is pretty sweet, kind of showing up quick glimpses back to his past as a cause he's a clone. So back on was it Kona- I, not Konami, but uh whatever where those clones were produced in Star Wars. Uh, I can't think of it right now. So it's Focusing around how Boba Fett is the crime lord, thinking Moss at Epsa. So, but yeah, it's pretty good so far. I like it. Nice. We'll get more in depth once uh, a few more episodes come out. And then I think AJ's watching So we're talking about doing an episode talking about that
0: Go and some ahead. other nice. stuff. So nice. Uh, for me, I, so a couple things. I've actually been, uh, so we've been with the kids. We've had it for like two years, but I just never watched all of the Harry Potters. Uh, so the reason being, we actually had started at one point. And I remember with our, even with our TV and, you know, I didn't have like surround sound, I guess, set up. And, but that's what we kept waiting for, even though I think I had surround sound in a box somewhere. But anyways, cause we couldn't hear at all. Like we turned our TV up to a hundred and it was still so quiet watching the first Harry Potter. So we, we just kept putting it off. And so now over Christmas break, we started. And so now we've watched uh, the first three Harry Potters. So yeah, it's the philosopher's stone, the chamber of secrets. We're actually, we have like five minutes left, I think, of the Prisoner of Ask Band. As you can imagine, these are uh, happening too over like at least three days, typically. That's how long it takes us to watch a movie because it'll watch, you know, and everybody, the kids will get kind of restless or towards, you know, usually towards the end of the night. Um, anyways, so we're actually going to go through all the Harry Potters. And so we went through the first three. uh, And uh, yeah, so I, I've actually, I think I watched those. I know they're, you know, I'm curious. I guess I probably have it open here. Yeah. So, the first one came out, our graduation year, 2001. And then the next was 2002 and 2004. So, I was telling the kids, like, I, I think I've seen all three, but it's been that long ago since I actually watched them, I think. I, I haven't, you know, watched I thought whole... there was way more than three, isn't there? Like, seven? Oh, yeah, There's yeah, there there 7 is. books. There's more than that, even. I think I have the eight-box collection, and I still think, I don't know if there's another one past that, but, uh, yeah. So, I'm it's uh yeah it's fun rewatching them and they still hold up and the kids like them so uh yes yeah, so we've been watching that i just like the uh crazy things that, the crazy things that happen in the world of harry potter it is that pretty entertaining you know it's just, i can't even think of a good example but you know they can turn anybody into anything and just I don't know. The, 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 the pictures on the wall are like all the past people, like they're ghosts or whatever, you know. So the pictures are all moving and the, you know, anyway. So it was quite the world they built. Jeez, that was in the early 2000s. But, uh,
1: well, maybe when my uh, kids get a little older, they'll want to watch it and I'll yeah. force myself to sit <laughs> through
0: it. So the other thing I've been watching, though, is uh, I think it's uh, my uh, soap opera type thing, just because, you know, we always watched wrestling. And, uh, you know, I've mentioned, I watched with the kids, we were watching WWE, but there was just so much and, you know, they want to do other things too. And they really, you know, it's hard to sit there for three hours, you know, for a rod. And then I think SmackDown is darn near the same. And then they have other shows and it's just so much. So we just kind of fizzled out and we stopped watching. And now I've actually myself been, I just had them dvr uh, cause we had with the kids, uh, AEW and that's you know started with Cody Rhodes and some of those guys. Uh, Dusty Rhodes' son, but they were both just on the last epi- episode I watched. uh Dusty came out to help save Cody at one point. But, uh anyways, they do some just crazy moves, like, you know, these huge, like jumping off the top, you know, rope then into like an RKO, and they do, you know, just these crazy high flying acrobatic things and do just the craziest, you know, what would look like a finisher or what would have been, you know, it's not like the ling drop or the body press, you know, finisher of the old days. They're just having these epic matches. And uh and anyways, I, I actually kinda like it. That's yeah, the AEW. And I I, I remember when I when it came, oh, I think it's like two years in now since they started this. And it's kind of it was supposed to be a wrestling league for the wrestlers kind of thing, you know, built by wrestlers. And uh it's like the format of it. So yeah, it's actually been my when I just sit down and you know Used to in the past, I would just turn out a random sporting event, uh, whatever that would be, and now, yeah, just, it's not that. So yeah, I've been watching the E.W. And so I wrote down because I want I'm curious to see how far you've got because I know you keep watching WrestleMania. How far are you since last time?
1: Well, with all the stuff I've been watching, I haven't watched any since '18. So and I'm still so '19 is the one I went to, and I think that was back in 2003. So I'm pretty pumped to watch it because I don't know if I ever even watched it after that because after WrestleMania 19, I just kind of quit watching wrestling altogether. Have you ever
0: told that story of road tripping there? I think you have.
1: Maybe. Yeah, we I mean, yeah, it's, it's Not it was nothing much fun. more than
0: that. Minnesota to uh,
1: what Seattle though? Seattle, yeah. And a bunch of young guys and the way the band smelled after was horrendous. <laughs> like we walked in, put our stuff in the hotel, and went back out to get stuff, and there was like Lunch meat just sitting in there warm and you know, oh it was <laughs> so gross. <laughs> but uh we were thinking like that's almost 20 years from now. Or you know, like twenty it's almost twenty years ago. The 20 year oh, anniversary billion. will be in like so I, I gotta talk to Will, Tyler, and Scott. You know, <laughs> see if they all want a road trip again to see where it is. Probably in a nicer vehicle. Well, we actually borrowed Will's uh parents, oh, so it was oh, okay. it was nice. It was probably probably wasn't nice when we got back, but we almost got a few, killed a few times just like bad driving and yeah it was went through a snowstorm in montana yeah it was a fun time though
0: so what i was gonna say is uh so with wrestling is it heading into what i'm excited about is actually a wwe game so wwe 2k 22 because they skipped i think last year uh and you know it sounds like it's uh very reworked. Uh, they have a, a new uh, My GM mode. They have a I think a faction mode. Um, but uh, yeah, the the GM mode looks pretty cool. You know, you can uh, sign wrestlers to the different uh, Raw, SmackDown, uh, whatever. You yeah, know, I'm hoping there's like a draft. You know, because that's something that's kind of cool. I like drafting in games, so I'm curious if it's similar to a draft like in Madden. You know, because when you draft between the factions and the in WWE, that's what they do now. They hold a draft. Anyways, a new WWE game, it uh, looks pretty cool, and uh, I, I love those modes, the GM mode, the franchise-type modes, so I'm looking forward to trying that. I'm guessing the kids will want to play that. Uh, what I'm also looking for... Oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, we probably talked about this in one of the earlier podcasts, but... It'd probably sound like shit so no one probably listened to it but what game did you have for the 64 that we were a tag team yeah we'd take like an hour to create our own characters pick all the moves and then we could start our season or I, you know like the
0: I still have it uh I actually just talked about it not too long ago because I remember you were mentioning it was one of the best wrestling games ever. Everybody I was on 64 and it's still actually on our rumble pack you remember for the 64 yeah. some of our saved characters. Uh, but, uh, man, what was that game? And um,
1: it was a WWF one.
0: Yep. Well, let me just tell you, so I don't want to talk too much. I'll look that up as we're, uh, uh, doing that. Um, but the other thing I was going to say, so it won't, uh, land well with you. Cause you haven't watched the Harry Potter, you know, and not a big fan of it. Or, you know, you haven't done much about it, but I had seen somewhere and I had showed the kids yesterday that there's a Hogwarts legacy. Uh, it's an open-world adventure game, and uh, you create a character, uh, you know, and then you, you're learning magic at Hogwarts in the 1800s, and it looks like they rebuilt a lot of, you know, that. So it sounds like uh, for fans, it might be too late because people have been waiting for this forever, but it's the game that they would have wanted, it sounds like. And I just, because I've been watching it, I'm like, that looks kind of cool. So I kind of, you know, it made me kind of interested in uh in that. Uh. But uh the other thing I'll just mention for what I'm looking forward to, Boulders Gate 3. It's uh it's been an early access for technically, I think since like twenty nineteen or something, maybe. But uh, I've been just waiting, but the full release, you know, so Boulders Gate, that's D and D. Um and uh, a lot of people have been playing it. I was just waiting till more towards a full release. So I'm looking forward to that. And then uh as I was just searching to see what else. I found, came across came across a game called Blast Ark, uh, which uh, I guess is pretty popular over in Korea. It was launched in 2019. Uh, it's a uh, Diablo-esque. And so I know like an action RPG. I don't think you've played Diablo. That's one of them that I've played through. I think all of them, uh, just the story mode even. And so I'm looking forward to trying this. I watched some videos of, uh, of, Uh, Lost Ark and it looks pretty cool and that comes out in February so that's some of the games I'm looking forward to TV I won't even say just because I'm so far behind that I'm looking forward to just catching up on a million things so but uh, how about you
1: obviously Milk Toast uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi comes out sometime in 2022 I don't remember the actual date but let me check it out real quick Okay, so Obi-Wan Kenobi is scheduled to be released in 2022. And it will be six episodes, so. I'm excited for that one. Other than that, I am I think they're redoing Chippendales, the the old Disney cartoon. So <laughs> I always try to get my kids to watch the old one, because it's got a sweet intro. Other than that, you know, so. Nice, nice. But, uh, yeah, there's no games I can think of, obviously, besides when Madden and NHL come out. That's always fun, but. uh,
0: Well, what about. They also, though, you know, and I'll throw these in for you, but there it seemed like some pretty cool uh, Wolverine and uh, X Men games.
1: Oh, yeah, see, and I already forgot about all those. So, yeah. And yeah. I didn't, honestly, I didn't look into any games, but I just looked into shows, comics, and uh, magic stuff. So, yeah, but
0: I'll throw that in there for you, though, because those look like some pretty cool uh, RPG style uh, Marvel Milk Toast games. <laughs> Well, since we're running long, I did mention, uh, you know, I put on here, you know, that definitely uh, anybody out there should go to look at Prairie Hobbies, especially as it's uh, over the next couple of weeks. I have it uh, more up and running, but we're going to have all our stuff on there. Uh, so that's going to be cool.
1: Well, it's, I should uh, go in. And is that the one that's on Wix that I have the log into so I can yeah. design
0: a little better? Yep. it's Yeah, it's the same thing. If you thing. don't care,
1: I'll, I'll go yeah, in. And, I also got pictures from when I was up there. You know, the, one of the first few times. I don't know if they're updated pictures like you would want on there, but maybe I can run them by you and, yeah, otherwise take better pictures at some point yeah, when I come up it's next. It's
0: changing. That's the other thing. If you have, for anybody listening, looks in the store, it's just constantly we're uh, adding shelves and changing and adding stuff. So, yeah, it's, uh, even since you've been here, it's moved around quite a bit. <laughs> uh, so, the other thing I had noted, Luke, we should know this. Prior, I think we always just do on air production meetings because, uh, you know, we're always, we are busy and stuff so uh what are we all on now you know we're, we're on facebook uh twitter youtube twitch twitch every once in a while yeah yeah so and they're all are they all hobby shop talk
1: pod yeah pod, usually okay. pod at the end but okay. if you do hobby shop talk it'll probably come up if you search into whatever social media but i that is one thing i did buy a new i got a new gopro 9 so this one you can hook up and stream on it you know, even if we don't stream it online, I think, you know, I could maybe join games with you guys, the shop or yep. at your store while I'm playing remote, you know, back here, because since it's an hour and a half away, we never get to play yeah, against each and- other. It'd be fun to try to set up something like that and then, twi-
0: you know, stream it as well, too, if we figure out how. Well, that's exactly what I put to continue the trend. Oh, so also just so I can wrap it up. That was the last part was magic because I had been watching Harry Potter. So remember I said magic, magic, magic. It, the whole thing was I have to wrap it up for the listeners it was because magic Harry Potter
1: magic it doesn't count if you have to explain it man.
0: <laughs> but then so I put what am I excited about And this is for you know the outro the end of it I said for the I hope more frequent or on-schedule episodes. That's, you know, my thinking for a thing that I'm more excited about this year.
1: We got to do once a week, yeah. Yeah, we'll
0: have an extra episodes, and whether that's me doing weekly store updates or you doing, you know, extra episodes on different things with your brothers, you know? That's some other stuff. But I said also more video stuff, and I had in-store matches on Twitch question mark, so. There we go. Yeah, so that's... Yeah, I
1: got to set up one of these. I'm actually, I'm trying to finish up a drawing. I got commissioned to do, so. Once that gets done, I think... uh I'll get try to set up a little station for magic there, right. see if I can play online.
0: So yeah, that's what we're looking forward to in all those different places. But uh, what I'm going to look forward to is episode 17, because this is the end of episode 16. So, uh, yeah, just go, uh, go find a game and uh, go find somebody to play it with, or hopefully go play it on Twitch, because we're going to be doing that soon. So thanks, everyone, and uh, have a good night.